thank you for this time, O oh Lord, that we have gathered here, and it's all because of you. Father, we are here all because of you and your word, because your presence is heaven to us. Your word is life for us. May we hear nothing but your word. Grant me the utterance, O Lord, this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Because it's all about you. It's all about you and no one else. May we hear your word and take your glory this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Share on the topic a call to walk before the Lord. A call to walk before the Lord. Sure that at the of each year. People be asking me, so what word came? What word came in your church at the beginning of the year? And many people are waiting to hear the one who can say, I receive. But for us, God is calling us. To walk before him. I don't know how many of you are ready. God is calling us. To walk before him. It is a call before him. That doesn't mean God. Is not aware. That we have needs. We all have needs. But when I start listening, there will be no end. <laughs> but what I know is that God knows that I have a need. And in His own time, He makes the provision. For that reason, I don't struggle. I don't hustle. I don't strive for anything. Because I know that in due time, in due season, when God knows that that provision has to be made, it will be provided. So because of that, all my concentration is how can I walk before my goal is to walk with God. To follow His Son, Jesus Christ, faithfully. And to be led by the Spirit of God. Whether there is food, whether there is clothing, what I know is that even if there is no food, by sunset, by sunset, God would have made provision. 
So what we need to do, all that God requires of us is to walk before Him. So I believe that the word that we have received in Genesis chapter 17 verse 1 where God starts by introducing himself. He said, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Like I've said, it's not about receiving. As you walk, you receive. What I know is that as you walk, you receive. In fact, your bonds shall be full. If only we will walk. You see, because when he called Abraham, he was not a poor man. Because in Genesis chapter 12, verse 5, and Abraham, that's after the call had come. And Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance. If he had no substance, Scripture would not have recorded in all his substance. <laughs> because normally if it's just a suitcase, they won't talk about it. But for Scripture to have recorded that in all their substance, and they even had to gather it, which means Ned Dawson. And that man was 75 years old, and he had substance, but God still called him. God called him. And we need to understand that for God, his agenda and purposes are different. It is man who is only looking for things. I mean, all that, you see, we are earthbound, so our eyes are always glued down here. That is why some are going through mining, they are dying, they are still going. But God doesn't earthbound. Those who are earthbound are always looking for things. But God is seeking a relationship. God is looking for men and women who will walk with Him, who will walk before Him, who will have fellowship with Him, who will commune with Him, who, when He comes down, can see that you are ready to walk with Him. That is what God is looking for. So if what God has given to us this year is saying, I am the Almighty God. All you need to do is to walk before me and be blameless. And there's nothing else. If only we will walk before Him, we will see His glory in our lives. In Genesis chapter 26, verse 1, There was famine in the land beside the first famine that was in the days 
of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I will tell thee. As far as Isaac was concerned, there was a famine. So, let me gather my things, thinking that maybe when I get to Egypt, the issue of farming will be dealt with. But God is not concerned or limited just to the farming, but something bigger. Eyes of the Lord. You can see that we've been limiting ourselves for far too long. So in verse 3, he said, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you. What you need is the presence of God, not dealing with farming, not dealing with corn, not dealing with bread and butter, but God's presence. No insurance company can give that cover. And I will bless thee. Brethren, there's a difference between blessings and possessions and wealth. There are many people who have wealth. That wealth, sometimes before they pass on, you can't even find it. They can't pass it on to the next generation. But when a man is blessed, when you have walked before God in the very perfect manner and blameless, you can be sure, Brother Morgan, you can be sure that if we are perfect before God, when we have left, we know our children will continually be blessed. So let's not limit ourselves to today. So he said, I will bless thee and unto thy seed. There was an issue of farming, but God said he was going to add countries. And I will perform the oath which I swore unto thy father Abraham. Verse 4. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thee the seed of all thy countries. And in thy seed shall all the nation of the earth be blessed. It was all about farming. But in the midst of this farming, when the Lord appeared to Isaac, the provision of God was more than corn. That is what God wants us to learn of him today and for the rest of our lives. Because this word that we have is not for 2022. If you are thinking about only 2022, you are limiting God. Because let's go back to Genesis chapter 12. In fact, before we go to Genesis chapter 12, what I'll say in the verse 5 in Genesis chapter 26, let's look at it. He says that the reason why, Brother Morgan, I'm saying, Auntie Grace, or so far I'm saying is that whatever lives we are living today, Let's know we are charting a path for the generations after us. And if we don't chart that path very well, 
and our children's children suffer, we'll have ourselves to blame. Because in Genesis chapter 26 verse 5, God said to Isaac, the reason why I'm blessing you is that because your father Abraham obeyed my voice. He didn't say because Isaac has obeyed his voice, but his father Abraham, obeyed his voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes. That is why Isaac receiving a blessing. Would you like to put your hands together unto the Almighty God? Abrabona yebono enye me mabrabona mibo. Abrabona mibono. It's not for me. It's not for me alone. I'm thinking about the generations who will come after me. That is why I'm not leaving and taking things carelessly. Because of what Abraham did, his child Isaac is being blessed. Men, women, are we thinking about the people after us? Or we are thinking about ourselves? So we are eating everywhere and anywhere. Be careful. Because what we are doing today will have the effects. And sometimes our children will not understand. I'm sure certain things some people are going through today they don't even know. Because certain parents have entered into certain covenants. And today, even though the people are in the church, because of certain covenants, people are paying a price. A price that is not worth paying. But today, if you and I are here, let's live something better for the generations after us. If only you and I would walk before God, I'm sure when we have left, our children, like Isaac, will also be blessed. Don't think about what we we'll eat today. <laughs> you know, in the pension scheme, there, there was a path for lump sum and a path for monthly pension. When it first came, there was an old manager in our place. I say, on pay pension, you have to pay for your money. You have to pay for your money. You have to pay for That is how people obtain selfishness. He thinks only about himself. What God is giving to us. It's for us to see how we can take care of it for the generations that are coming as well. That is why today the nation Ghana is just doing some mining. I'm even told that we don't even know how the mines are set. Some helicopters and aeroplanes are taking them without accountability. But God will send judgments. Because God didn't provide the resources for only those who live in, in this nation in 2022. Is for generations to come after us. And whoever is dealing with the resources of Ghana, as if it's for today, they better beware. They better beware. So we are talking about we are, our calling is a call to walk before God. 
It is not before man. It is not before man. And in Genesis chapter 12, let's not limit God. In Genesis chapter 12, it says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. Verse 2. That is what makes the difference between a man called by God and a man who thinks he himself has made it. God decides to bless you. He says, I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee. I will make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. This verse 2 alone cannot be compared with what Abraham had or the substance. The substance doesn't come anywhere near this. It doesn't come anywhere near this. That greatness in name would have nothing to do with the substance. No matter how large that estate was. In fact, we are told, history tells us that in those days, even if you belong to the middle class as Abraham belonged, that house would be made of about 20 to 30 rooms. But that cannot be compared with God blessing you and making your name great. God called Abraham to establish a system. God called Abraham to establish a nation. I don't know what God has called you and I for. It is not about corn or maize, but God wants to establish a system. He called out Abraham to be a father of many nations, a father of faith who can believe in the word of God. And today you and I can make reference to Abraham that once upon a time, there was a man who believed in God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. God is calling us to establish us to establish a system. God said of Job, said there is a man who is upright. There is a man who fears God. There is a man who will not do evil. God was establishing the system. God brought Christ because the system was established. A man who loved righteousness. You and I, God has brought a redeemer. He wants the life of Christ to be multiplied in our lives. Otherwise, where is our Christianity? Where is our Christianity? God has called us to be saved so that as He sees us, He sees Christ in us. And as He sees Christ in us, He knows that in the generations after you, there will be a multiplication of the lives of Jesus Christ in that home. If that is missing, then you don't understand why you were called. 
What God has called us for is bigger than what we are thinking. Our minds are only limited on things. A car, some mansion, mansions, clothing, things, and things, and things. But God, begin to have the mind of God. Begin to have the mind of God. It's the mind of God that looks as bigger issues. If you see this word as prophetic, prophecy is the mind of God about things that belong to Him and about His agenda. That is all prophecy. So God is not thinking about just bread and butter. What is God's mind about your life, about our nation, about our church, about your family? And when God gives that to us, we need to be careful how we are working to make what God's mind is a reality. Brendan, remember, it is before God. It is not before man. The word that we have says, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. You know, sometimes I believe because we don't know God, that is why we are serving God anyhow. Because the kind of things that we, if we really knew God, we won't do the kind of service we are doing. A child who touches fire and he sees what fire is, he knows what is fire. That's why we are serving God. This year, purpose to know God. When you know who God is, your attitude to service, your attitude to God will be different. Because we don't know Him. We are serving God anyhow. If we truly know Him, our service to God will be different. Our attitude to God will be different. The way we look at God's word will be different. The way we look at God's service will be different. If we truly know God. If you truly want to make this word real in our lives. Purpose to know God. Desire to know God. Yearn to know God. Hunger for God. Test for God. Be hungry for God. And learn to wait on Him. We seem to be in the haste. But where are we going? What are we running after when God has not spoken? But those who know God will wait on Him. They will wait for God. And as they wait for God, they are the people who will do exploits. Because they waited on Him and they walked before Him perfectly. So be conscious of the fact that we are before God. 
Sometimes even for some people, even in church, they are not before God. But God says we should walk before him. That is why a teenager like Joseph, in Genesis chapter 39, verse 9, when the madam of the house knew nobody was there, and he had been called, Madame said, there is nobody here. All the other housemates have been asked to go somewhere. So we are here alone. But Joseph, 17 or 18 by time, because he knew God, he said he will not do anything wicked against God. That is a man who has decided to walk before God. At that young age, that young age, how then can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Brethren, if you want to walk before God, anytime you open your mouth, how does God look at it? As you take your pen, you know that it is before God. If there is anything you are embarking upon, know that it is before God. It is not before man. So Joseph, at that age, when he first had a dream, he was 17. So by the time he moved to Portugal, maybe other. Year 18 or 19. But that young boy knew that there was a God. And he knew that he was walking before him. So whether his parents were there, whether God was physically standing there in his heart, he knew that God was there. That is the kind of mindset we should be having if indeed we want to walk before God and to be blameless. Even for Abraham, in Genesis chapter 14, verse 22 or thereabouts, there are people who are taking money left and right from everywhere, anywhere and anyhow. Wherever the money is coming from, they are taking it. Wherever the gift is coming from, they are taking it. Wherever. But Abraham said, when the king of Sodom said, I have something for you. What did he say? Me, Abraham, I have lifted up my hand. Unto who? Unto God, unto the Lord. And this God is the most high God. He possesses the heaven and the earth. And so long as I walk before him, but the man who has not lifted his hands to the Almighty God, if you know that you have lifted your hands to God, you are careful on what to take. 
because I knew that God will provide. It is God who will provide. God. I mean, at a point, as GM had me, my budget was 100 million Ghana CD. If you are to take the normal 10%, people take AI. Kabai now, me ba. Go the year, Jeremy, me boy. Because 10% of 100 million. But I'm already. This all can't be mommy. But I knew that I lifted up my hands unto the Almighty God. That is a man who is walking before God. God is my supplier. And whoever walks before God, I know for sure that he will never fail you. That I know for sure that he will never fail you. At least your meal a day will come through. Because he knows. He will know that it's getting to see fear. My son hasn't eaten. Somebody, he will touch somebody. Is it because I believe that every in the morning as God sits down, he's sending out people. Grace. What's she saying in her? That's what God does every morning. He certainly will provide all you have to do. Let's walk before him without blameless. Without blame. And he will bless you. And he will bless us. That is what we need to do. So indeed he made Abraham. Abraham didn't need that. And we know that he didn't become poor. Because in Genesis chapter 24, verse 35, let's look at Genesis chapter 24, verse 35. And the Lord, his servant even knew his estate. And his servant said, The Lord has blessed my master, what? Greatly. And he has become great. And he has given him flocks and herds. This time, Genesis chapter 12 didn't talk about silver. But I know that here, Scripture is talking about what? Silver. Gold. Men servants. Mid servants. Camels. Asses. So even though he didn't take the gifts from the king of Sodom, he didn't become a poor person. He didn't. While I was working, there were a couple of people who said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you shares in our company. Free you. They will give me shares in their company. A couple of them. So that when I go on retirement, I won't struggle. I haven't taken the shares, but I know that every day I eat. <laughs> it is not the shares which somebody will give to you in his company to do things that are wrong, that will make you eat. Because I have lifted up my hands unto the Most High God. And so long as my hands are lifted up unto him, I know I will eat. I know God will bless me. 
Is it because God has called us for a purpose? It is not about food. And let's not miss that. There's a reason why God has called us. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, there's a higher calling. And let's not mess up that higher calling. Philippians 3 14. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in who? Jesus. My brother, my sister, there is a higher calling on your life. Don't let anybody mess up with you. Don't let anybody take your birth right because of the pottage of some cocoa that somebody will give to you, there's a higher calling. And because of that higher calling, no matter what is dangled, I see with the eye of God on that higher calling, but not what is dangled before me. In doing this, to walk before God and know that it is a serious matter, sometimes, People will say you are too strict. But before God, indeed it's a privilege that He has called us to stand before Him. And we don't stand before Him anyhow. So yes, people say, Why are you too strict? The reason why I do what I do is that because I know God has called me for a reason. There is a reason that I do that. That is why I do what I do because I know that God has spoken. And because of what God has spoken, I do what I do. I know Brother Credit is here. He's one of the worst people. Let's clap for him. He did something great. He saw something great. You know, in these days when who be the GM admin, he was one of the few people who said, Look, Chief, what name is so bit my age? Market, I never gave you a favor, my boy. <laughs> He's here. Did I give you any favor in spite of that? Auntie Eugenia. So, so he said, this man can do it. After they put me there, God, what would I have done with I mean bending roots and doing something? But I was standing before God. You're not hungry. If I have done something, I would have contaminated your sister. That would have been a contamination. For people who walk before God, we must be pure. So you will never be hungry. And he was also never angry because I didn't do anything. <laughs> you understand? That is those who walk before God. So they will say you are too strict. But let them say it. Let God do the assessment. Because it is God who is assessing me, not man. And let's stop counting everything in property and money and money and money. 
there is a call on your life. Make sure that you are sticking to that call on your life. That is what matters. Because God says, I am the almighty God. And remember as you do so, like I have told you, you will never be hungry. So brethren, this year the word has come to us. God says, I am the almighty God. In the first place, in fact, we are privileged that that is what we have. It's because if it has been one of those, I receive, I receive, a best But this thing is taking us to a higher place. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Revelation chapter 21, verse... Is it 21, verse... No. Let me look at it well. Revelations 21, verse 3. 21, verse 3. And I heard a voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And this one, that is the end of all matters that God is looking at. And to get to this end, it is only those who are walking before God and blameless who can see this in their lifetime. That the day will come when the tabernacle of God will be with men and God is dwelling with us and we are his people, whether you are from Israel or Israel or whatever, we will be his people. And God himself will be with us. And we shall be on that day. That is what I'm looking forward to. And that will only happen when a man knows that he is walking before God. And his walk before God has been such that God himself can testify. That I call Brother Robert. I called him to walk with me before me. And because he did in that tabernacle. We'll see you there. On that day, those who have walked before God will see God in that tabernacle. So if you're only thinking of the mansions, you cannot carry that mansion into that tabernacle. Because the chariot that will be taking you will not carry any mansion along. Whether it's at East Airport or wherever. <laughs> It is only carrying a life that has been perfect before God. That, that is what the chariots will carry to that tabernacle. My prayer for all of us this day is that this word 
has come forth. God is speaking to us. He's telling us he's the almighty God. All he requires of us, walk before me. And be blameless. Whatever that it is, that we think is on our mind, that we are looking forward to, that, oh, I wish I had this, I had that. God knows them. And when the time is due, it will come forth. All that you and I have to do is that, Lord, let me know you. Is it because you cannot be walking before a God that you don't know? Samuel, in his early days, when God spoke, he ran to Eli. Because he thought it was Eli who was calling him. But where we are today, let's trust God. Let that hunger come that we want to know God. So that when he calls, when he speaks, wherever you speak, you and I will know that God is speaking. I will not have to run to a third person that I heard some noise somewhere. It is God, it's not some noise. Know God for yourself. You and I need to know God for ourselves so that we can hear Him. Hear Him clearly. Let Him not speak in parables to us. Let there be clarity when God speaks. Because in the speaking, you and I shall receive instructions. And as we follow those instructions, He will direct our path. He will direct us where to go. And in that walk, we shall walk well. We will not stumble. We will not walk anyhow. The aroma of our lives will be pleasing unto him. It will be a sweet flavor because we would have been walking per his instructions. Dear Lord, this day, if there is any veil, if there is any scale, in the dullness in our hearts that we cannot even receive from you, that we cannot see, that we cannot hear. Father, my only prayer for all of us is that may we know you. May we know who you are. May we know what you like. 
May we know what you hate. May we know how we can draw closer to you. Help each one of us. It is a call to all of us. That is why you are calling us. Even out of our kindred. Out of our family setting. You are calling us unto yourself. It's unto you. And you alone. Father help me. Father help my brethren. It is you who have called us. You've chosen us. Because you have a plan and a purpose for us. You've chosen us. May we not take this call lightly. May we never walk lightly. May we never walk anyhow. But only in the purpose and in the will of God. Father, we thank you for this word. How privileged we are that you are calling us, you are reminding us we may have deviated, we may have departed, but you are calling us unto yourself. Father, may we remain with you. May we draw nigher unto you. For that is the place to be. And we know that as we come through to you, whatever provision, what we eat will be provided. Our healing will come through. Our deliverance will come through. Our release will come through. Our freedom will come through. All that is required of us is for us to walk before you. Father, today we want to make a declaration. Father, this day we are making our confession, our declaration that Father will stay with you. We will draw nigh unto you. We will walk before you. We will abide in you. We will enjoy fellowship with you. Staying in your presence will not be boring. Will never be tired. Who goes into God's presence and says he's tired? Then that person doesn't know you. But for the provision that you have made for us to be partakers of your divine nature, may we set our hearts on you. May we love to be with you. And to be partakers of your love, of your presence, of your kindness, of your mercy. Because this God is too good. This God is too good. He will never call you and put you to shame. I testify that he has never put me to shame. I believe you also have a testimony. So why waver? Why waver? 
Why take your work with God lightly? Let this year be a memorial. Let this year open another chapter in our lives. Let this chapter that God will open for us be a chapter that Father we wrote that our work with you will be different. What a blessing awaits us. Father, we thank you. We bless you this day. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.